Let's get the ball rolling. I love that. We're back. We are back. That's right. Yes. This is wow. episode six. Right? Can't six. believe it. Yeah. Can't believe it. It's been fun. Something like that. Yeah. We're we're starting yeah. to get the hang of this thing, I think. Hope so. Yeah? Hope so. You do anything yeah, fun I mean, fun or interesting this week? Uh I survived this week. That's sometimes <laughs> all that matters. You know? I mean, we had the holidays, so you know, no no real Family drama there, so I guess yeah. surviving is yeah. Last week really was Easter. It. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah. How about you? Uh, I worked my tail off this week. I hit a lot of three a.m. mornings. Uh, the kids uh, didn't have school this week, so I didn't need to worry about waking up at six to get them up and ready for school. So I worked my tail off this week. Um, so yeah, that was good. It was really, really, really good. Uh, making progress on. Uh, you know, the website launch, hopefully by the end of this month, that's the goal. Um, don't know. There's still a lot to go, but uh, hopefully we'll, we'll get, we'll get her done. I'm excited about it. It's looking really good. Nice. Good to hear. Good luck. Yeah. Great. So in today's episode, everybody, we're going to be talking about images. Now we're going to do kind of a two part series on images. Um, we're going to split this up and instead of trying to cram it all into one episode, we're going to do two different episodes. Um, so today we're going to be talking about um, kind of images in general formats, uh, kind of where to find images and stock images and, um, and then icons and, and the importance of those things. Yeah. yeah. So, so what do you want to start off with, Greg? How about formats? Start about the various formats and whatnot? Yeah, let's, let's give it a go. Cool. Um, I, know, I know personally, I don't know about you, Joe, but I used to be a big, big, big PNG fan. You know, I, mm-hmm. every single image on that white on my website had to be high quality PNG. I was very particular. Uh-huh. Put it kindly, particular about that. <laughs> um, but I think I've kind of uh, seen the light and been more progressive about using different image formats. Um, you know, specifically moving everything towards you know P, uh, JPEG moving everything towards JPEG because basically the file size is a smaller, I don't need lossless. I don't need transparency. Um, all the features of, you know, that are nice about PNGs, I could make my site significantly smaller, faster, you know, yep. JPEGs. So, definitely. Um, so what, what Greg's talking was, about everybody is, you know, if you look at an image and you kind of look at the extension, most of the time the extension is going to say what type of file it is. Right. And, uh, what Greg was talking about is something called an image format called a PNG. And what that means is it's a completely uncompressed image, right? Um, I don't remember what PNG stands for, but um, it, I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, portable network graphics. There we go. Okay. Yeah. So it is completely uncompressed. Um, one thing nice about PNGs, it does support transparency. So if you do require transparency on an image, a PNG is definitely the way to go. Um, but for that everyday image, like a JPEG or, you know, or, well, like a banner image or images that are just, you know, Im- straight up images on your site, you don't really need to worry about um, transparency. So, you know, 
that's why the JPEG format is very, very popular because it it is compressed, right? And depending on obviously depending on the compression level, um, the quality of that image, um, you know, can definitely be degraded. However, there are a lot of apps out there. You know, check out episode um, four. Right, we did a, an episode on our favorite apps for web designers, and we talked a lot about image apps and image optimization apps. Um, so we might breeze through some of that in uh, in these couple episodes. But if you want more in depth um, talks about image compression and what apps we recommend, um, definitely check out episode four on um, on our recommended Mac apps. So that was a good episode. But getting back to it, JPEG is a compressed format. And um, there's a lot of great apps that let you compress those images so that you virtually can't tell with the human eye that that image has been really compressed. And the quality now of JPEGs are pretty high. Don't you, do you agree, Greg? Absolutely. It's, it's kind of amazing how it's progressed. Um, all the, you know, the sharpness of, of the cameras and the ability for the compression to still meet that high quality with the file sizes that, that you can, can achieve. Yep. It's really nice. Really nice. Yeah. One thing, one thing I have to say, please avoid is two image file formats. One is your, your TIFF file format, right? Dot T I F F and the dot BMP file format. You know, not, not really web safe formats. So yeah. Stick with, stick with the JPEGs, stick with the PNGs and be pretty good. Yep, pretty good. Now, there's a couple new image formats that are kind of loosely based off JPEGs, right? One is called a progressive JPEG, uh, which is interesting. Uh, not all browsers support it yet, so uh, you might want to shy away from them. But um, if you want to play around with it, they're interesting. So if you ever go to a website and you see an image that kind of starts off looking pixelated, and as the the, the page downloads, it gets more and more detailed, that's something called a a, a progressive JPEG. Um, it's a very interesting format. Um, I honestly haven't really played around with them much, but um, it is very cool and interesting. Another one is called WebP, um, which is something that Google's been pushing. Um, I don't, I don't really recall all of the benefits of WebP. I think it's similar to the um, uh, progressive JPEG, but it it also, from what I understand, um, suggests that it has better compression than a JPEG. Um, but again, I think only Chrome right now supports WebP. So, um, you know, though, again, those are new formats, um, but they're interesting to look at. Maybe keep them in the back of your head. But, um, you know, unless you really know your stuff, you probably might want to stay away from those. Have, have you played with any of those, Greg? I haven't. It's going to be very interesting to watch. It just reminds me of the MPEG-4 kind of debacle. Mm-hmm. between all the different browsers that happened yeah. a few years back to licensing. Mozilla was pushing Ogvi. one video. Ogvi, that's right. Yep. Yeah. And Og, Ogvi. And, you know, H.264 is being pushed by like Google and Apple. And thankfully, the, thankfully they worked it all out and the licensing has been has been loosened so that everybody can benefit. But yep. I have a feeling it's going to be the same kind of mess. Yeah. Yep. Definitely, it's definitely cool, and then uh, you definitely took me off on on progressive JPEG. So thank you for that. That was uh, it's gonna be. I'm gonna enjoy watching how that develops. Yeah, 
yeah, that, that one, I think, I think that one has the most legs. It looks the most promising to me. And it's also, I think the most open, um, things that Google tends to put out there aren't necessarily the most open. And, uh, I don't know about you, but I, I don't trust Google fully. So, um, yeah, like, I know it's yeah. just an image format, but you know, still, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely going to have a big impact. I mean, images are absolutely everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. It's just a key, key part of everybody's site is, you know, images, even if it's just a break up, break up text and make it more readable. Yep. Images are just dominant. Images are definitely, um, I think the most important thing on a web page because, um, without images, people, people need eye candy and without images on your page, um, and, and good relative images. I think a site, like if you look at a lot of themes, um, on rapid weaver or any, any, basically anything that you want to look at and, you know, anything that's selling a nice, either a theme or a um, web design tool, right? All of them have stellar images because they want to make sure that that thing looks as good and as clean as possible. And one, one trick of that is having high quality images, right? Um, so that's definitely true. Uh, making sure that you have really good images on your webpage um, makes a huge difference. Um, now, all of the image formats that we've been talking about so far are um, bitmap-based images, meaning that um, every image is basically a grid of pixels, and those pixels are have a color value assigned to every single pixel, right? Uh, you can't scale that image up um, and have it still look great. Uh, you, obviously, you can scale that image down and still have it look good, but you can't scale it up, right? Um, so they're all... And if you... Another thing to know is if you like drag, if you ever dragged a JPEG onto your text editor, you'll know that it just looks like a bunch of garbly gook, right? That's a highly technical term, by the way, highly technical garbly gook. Um, (laughs) It was, it was taught in engineering 101. Exactly. You know? Um, So yeah, uh, those are all bitmap images. Okay. Um, Now this next format is becoming kind of the rage um, in the past year or so. It's called SVG, and it's a scalable vector graphic, and it is a 100% vector graphic, meaning that no matter how large or small you want, um, that particular image will remain crisp, and it will be rendered um, very nicely for the size that you give it, right? Now... I know uh, a lot of people at the very beginning when SVG was coming out, people didn't really understand what a vector graphic is, and... A lot of times they just have a JPEG and they're like, oh, I'll just export this to an SVG because Photoshop lets me do that. Well, (laughs) you can't really do that, right? Because um, as I said earlier, if you ever opened up a true SVG file in a text editor, you'll see that it is an an XML file, right? You can actually view it. It has markup similar to what you would see on a web page, right? It's XML. It's XML-based language. And basically what all those, uh, that code inside that file is, are instructions to the browser on how to draw an image, right? So it's, you know, go down this much and over this much and whatnot, right? Um, I'm not really privy to all the the inner workings of how an SVG file works. Um, I know a very little bit, um, but it is something you could potentially hand code if you wanted to. Um, I think kind of nuts. There's a ton of really great SVG editors out there, but getting back to it, exporting a JPEG, you cannot take a JPEG and turn it into an SVG, Okay. Um, you can't just export it from, let's say, Photoshop or something like that, because when an app does that, basically all it does is it takes that 
info that if you were to drag a JPEG into your text editor, it takes that and just pastes it into the embeds it directly into the SVG file. So if you were to open up uh, that SVG file that you exported from a JPEG, all it is is some XML wrapped around this garbly gook that um, is a JPEG file. So it is not, it, I repeat, that is not a SVG file. Okay, SVG files, if you do open them up in a text editor, should be very editable. Um, that's another reason why, like, a lot of people want drag and drop of SVG files into, um, let's say, like a stacks area or in any sort of area inside RapidWeaver. And it's not inherently, it doesn't inherently support that because um, all of those areas are are made to support bitmap-based images, right? So JPEGs or PNGs and things of that nature. And that's not what an SVG file is. SVG file is just another text file, right? So um, you can't do any sort of conversions like you could on a bitmap file on an SVG file. Very, very two different things, right? So um, yeah, you want to add anything to, about SVGs, Greg? Sorry, I've been rambling sure. on. Yes. No, it's fine. It's it's all good. Good stuff. SVGs, um, basically, you're going to find these mainly in illustrations. Isn't that right, Joe? Yes. Not regular stock images, but mainly illustrations, icons, those kind of things. Exactly. Yeah, a lot of my, actually, a lot of my stack icons that I've been releasing, I don't know, probably in the past year, um, I've been creating them as SVG files so that, you know, I can scale them up on my website or wherever I need to, right? So that all my, all my, you know, icon files are SVGs or at least all my newer ones, right? So, um, yeah, they are definitely, you know, they're not going to be, you know, a picture of the Yosemite as an SVG, you know, it's, it's going to be some sort of, you know, looks like an illustration, right? So, um, a lot of those like cartoony videos that you see that are very popular nowadays, you know, those are kind of, you know, the illustration thing, um, that you would see for a SVG file, right. Where it's just kind of cartoony, right. I, with that said, I have seen some pretty, very interesting advanced SVG, um, tactics recently where people are definitely taking, starting to take it to the next level, but that's kind of really bleeding edge stuff. I don't know much about that. Um, but so the SVG format has a bright future. But right now, yes, it definitely is kind of vector-based graphics, icons, um, you know, and things of that nature. Another great use of an SVG is if you have like a really funky title, right? And you don't want to load that entire font, you know, or you or you don't want to have a JPEG of that particular, you know, let's say header. Um, you could export that. Um, so basically, you know, type it out in whatever font you want, and then you can export that as an SVG graphic so that it's, it's infinitely scalable. Um, so that's good tactic as well. Another great use for SVG. Cool. Cool. So you want to talk about where, where, where you get your SVGs, your icons, your, your stock photos from? Yeah. So where do we get our stuff? Um, I, I do create some of my SVGs. Um, and, but a lot of the stuff that I get, huh? What do you use for that? Um, so I I have been using Sketch, mm, but recently I've been trying to move over to OmniGraffle, um, purely because a I I love the software that Omni puts out, and um, they also have an iPad version that is like feature comparable, like almost a hundred percent with the Mac version. So I'm really interested to try to, you know, start playing around with, you know, creating and doing more stuff on my iPad. I think it would be kind of more fun. Um, cause the iPad's a good thing. I can go on my sofa and maybe play around with a new icon or, you know, playing stuff on my, iP- on my iPad. 
And so I'm I'm going to try to you know move more into the Omni uh, Graffle space for SVG graphics. Um, so I, I've do, actually done two icons in it, and uh, I figured if Omni can create all of their apps inside Omni Graffle, all the graphics for every single app, it's good enough for me, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty fair. Um, Omni does make Omni makes some really solid products. Yes, um, I think Omni and Panic are probably the some of the two powerhouses in the Mac app space. Yeah, definitely. Uh, probably, probably I think icon factory is pretty, pretty good too. Um, I don't think they're yeah, quite at the level of, of, you know, they're more of a design shop that kind of makes apps, but, um, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was gonna say they do a lot of consulting work, I believe. I don't yeah. They, I mean, they have a few, they have a nice, nice iPad app drawing that yeah linear I, I haven't played with it but uh yeah it looks nice yeah yeah definitely so, so where do you get your where do i, I get honestly, my stuff I use, yeah i don't use stock like there are so back, back in the day you. i used and loved a website called dollar photo club and sadly i don't know i think it was about a year ago um they went out of business only because adobe bought them and i have i tried for a long time to find another dollar photo club website because I didn't want to pay the price for Adobe stock, which is right now $30 a month. And I'll tell you, there just isn't anything else out there right now um, that has the quality of photos that Adobe stock gives you. So I pay right now $30 a month now for Adobe stock. And um, you get, I think, 10 images a month for that. And if you don't use them up, they kind of occur, right? So I think I have like 90 downloads available right now because some months I don't download any, some I download a lot. So um, yeah, they, they do occur. So you know, you you build up those points and those downloads, you don't really lose them. I think if you get up to like 150, you start losing them or something like that. Um, so whenever I get over 100, I just go on there and kind of download some that I think will be cool for the future. Um, and But Adobe Stock, I do have to say that the photos and vector graphics that you get from them are second to none. Um, now, if you don't have any of the Adobe products, like especially Illustrator, um, a lot of their vector graphics sometimes don't open perfectly in Sketch. Um, I do have Affinity Designer, which does open up almost all of them. I would say about 80 to 90% of the AI files that I download from Adobe stock open and, and display properly inside, um, affinity designer. Um, and then most of the time what I'll do is I'll, I'll export that as an SVG and then open that in either Omnigraphle or sketch, um, and work on it from then from there. But, uh, a, Adobe stock, I think it just, yes, it costs, but I think they're leaps and bounds better than anyone else out there for stock photography. So yeah. yeah, it sounds like it. I do have two sites. I mean, I don't use stock photography, but I do use stock backgrounds mm-hmm. and stock images for that purpose. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't get like a nice photo of the Golden Gate Bridge, right? I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't go looking for something like that. But I do look for patterns and backgrounds and those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And I do have two stock sites that I use for that. One is three sixty five PSD which has oh, a bunch of great man, i totally forgot about those guys too yeah 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 they have a bunch of great patterns backgrounds um they have menus you can use them for inst- um, inspiration uh, those kind of things and another one is subtle patterns which has some really great 
you know, kind of background things that I'm looking at right now. We have a whole reindeer thing going on here, which, um, and, you know, pixelated reindeer, which is great for, you know, the muted backgrounds for your website. Or mm-hmm. I used them, I've actually used them in different apps at different times. Yep. Uh, I tweak the colors and, and those kind of things. So, um, two really great resources. And of course, you'll, they'll be in the show notes, I'm sure. Yep. But I also, I also understand you can actually use Flickr. Um, for some of the stock photos, but you have to be very, very cognitive of the copyrights on these images. Yes. So be very careful. Yeah. I, I actually have a, a free placeholder stack. It's called placeholder. Um, and it's an image stack and it allows you to, um, basically one of the features it does is it, it'll use, I think placeholder. it. Um, it uses two, it uses two different placeholder, um, sites. One's placeholder, it, which will create like a generic, like colored background with maybe a word on it. Right. So you type in whatever word and it'll create it for you. It's kind of cool. And another one it uses is called, um, I don't remember, but essentially what this, what this stock site does, um, or this placeholder image site is it pulls images off Flickr based off category. So you could say like, um, I want all images that are, you know, nature based and they, they make sure that those images are licensed that you can use them. And again, they're just placeholder images. So they do change every time you refresh the page. It's not a static image. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's kind of cool. Uh, yeah. So Flickr, Flickr is a, is a good, uh, resource. Uh, didn't even think about that one, but you do have to be careful cool. with licensing. Yes. Yes, please. You don't want, I've, you know, as as you know, and I'm sure our listeners know, I run Chili Dog Hosting, right? And you know, it's been I've definitely got been on the receiving end of takedown notices, DMCA takedown notices. So I have to actually, you know, me- mediate and contact my clients. You know, shut down their websites or tell them kindly to you know please remove this ASAP before mm-hmm. it becomes a bigger issue. So interesting. You know, I want to be in that situation. And, you know, nobody wants to be in that situation. So be very, very careful. I've yep. especially seen it with people embedding like sports team logos. Mm. Uh, so, you know, don't, don't do that. Interesting. So, okay. So I, I'm on the side, I'm kind of getting going to go off on a tangent here. Uh, but so on, on a fun side project, I've been working on a world cup. It's called world cup brackets.info. And um, it's just a website that gives you, um, historical data for past World Cups. And one of the things that I have for every single World Cup is um, like a picture of the ball, the, the the logo of the World Cup, like the official logo, and then um, the, the picture of the official mascot for that World Cup. And um, I have a few people saying, you know, make sure FIFA doesn't come after you. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I got, might have to look into it a little bit more, but, you know, I, I definitely made sure I had a, you know, copyright notice that these are, you know, registered trademarks of FIFA and whatnot. And those images are used in like a bajillion websites around the web. Um, so I don't know. Uh, I'm not, not sure what to think about that. What are your thoughts? Uh, it, you know, obviously, just, you know, we get fire up your disclaimer. Yes. Yes. Sound effect. But, you know, part of having a trademark and having a copyright is that you kind of have to show that you're using it and you have to kind of sometimes enforce it. So it's kind of at their discretion. Yeah. Um, so if they, especially if you're making money from something, they're going to go after you. Yeah. But, you know, part of protecting a trademark is that you have to, 
you know, actually do your diligence. And Yep. You know, my thoughts, I don't plan on making any money on this site. So um, it's yeah. just kind of a site that I thought would be fun for the world to have. Um, so I can't see them giving me a takedown notice, but, you know, yeah. We'll see. I really think they just have, they just have lawyers on retainer, and I think in their spare time, they just Google, Google <laughs> image searches. Yeah, you could be right. So, so yeah. A, if you ever do that, don't put any sort of decent alt tag information on any of those images. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, make, them, make them, you know, or, or mislabel them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, so like, you know, label label them as like spaghetti and meatballs or something. Yeah, yeah, something yeah. Totally we, like. we are not lawyers. We are not lawyers. Here, here, here. I'll use this one instead. <laughs> There we go. There we go. That, there we go. That was the transition. Okay. So back to images. You mentioned subtle patterns, right? Yes. Okay, cool. So I have one kind of similar to that. Um, so I'm actually releasing a stack um, pretty soon. Uh, it'll, it should be on my new website because it's fully done and I've used it a lot on my new website design. And it's, uh, well, my stack's called wallpaper, but it uses these things called hero patterns. And what they are, are patterns, but they're SVGs, right? So uh, the pattern itself is like, you know, bytes big. Um, in fact, it does, they're, they're so small, I embed them directly into the um, CSS. They're not even downloaded images. So they're super fast because they're SVG. They're super crisp everywhere. And also because they're SVG, I have full control over like the colors of them. So it's kind of cool. I can change the, the foreground and background colors of all these things. Um, and the opacity of it. So you can, you know, make it more intense or less intense. It's pretty cool stuff. So hero patterns is really cool. They're as scalable SVG backgrounds. Um, you can go check that out. Uh, I should have a stack out within I don't know, a month or so, um, called wallpaper that handles all of those. Um, they're really, really cool. And that same developer did a, um, some icons called hero icons. Um, those are actually paid for, um, but they're highly detailed, um, vector graphics that you can you know use for your sites i think it's like i think they're like 50 bucks but you get like 400 icons but they're really good quality um they're like really really good quality i think uh, it's heroicons.com so um check that out i i just loaded their site looks like they're on sale right now for 50 percent off so um yeah if, 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 you're, if you're into that stuff um you can really customize it and you know color just individual components of the icons which is kind of cool another interesting feature of svgs right um so hero icons are pretty slick yeah, and with that we're kind of really nice yeah they look really nice yeah, yeah. with that we're kind of getting into oh there's actually another kind of class of images that i wanted to talk about and um if you ever heard of an app called Canva, it's like a web app basically that allows you to create, um, it has a bunch of stock photos in it, but you can use your own and, um, it allows you to create like, you know, social sharing images really, really quick. Um, actually, uh, on AppSumo recently, there was a deal for a company called relay that, which is kind of a competitor to Canva. And, um, I bought into that and, uh, very similar to Canva where basically you can create these, um, they have pre-made templates for social sharing images. So you can put in, you know, text and images and whatnot, and they have uh, tons and tons of pre-made templates that you can already use. And then what's interesting is you can, um, export and they already know all the sizes of, for like, you know, what's the best size for Twitter? What's the best size for Facebook? What's the best size for, um, you know, your open graph sharing tags and stuff like that so that you can, um, quickly export all of those into, um, you know, those particular formats for, you know, your social media and marketing and whatnot. Cool. Cool. I guess the only thing that I have to add is a, is a couple more resources 
that I use for all my icons. Um, one is Icon Finder. You know, Joe, Joe was saying that he pays Adobe $30 a month. I actually use a website called IconFinder.com, and they do have a paid plan that allows you to download a certain amount of images or icons a month, but they do have uh, pay-as-you-go, and icons typically start at about $1, $2 each. Mm. So, you know, I'll buy... I'll buy an icon here or there as I needed from an entire icon set. And an icon set, you know, might be $10, $20. You know, if I, only, I don't do it too often. And, you know, I basically, you know, I don't have that ongoing subscription and have a great resource at my fingertips. And I, I love it. Uh, they have some, you know, there. You can filter by license type. You can filter by size and you know format and all those kind of things so you can actually get a vector you can get something that can be used in a commercial website um all that stuff yeah sweet i yeah i and, didn't even know about that one so that was a good find i didn't never even heard of that site before so really cool stuff yeah yeah and of course you know if as we mentioned before in a previous episode icon jar for all all your icons if you know if you can Highly recommended. Yes, I totally yeah. forgotten about that one. So I I thanked Greg profusely for for that one. Um, I've been using it ever since uh, we talked about it again uh, because I loaded the Font Awesome Five into it, and it's a great way of just previewing all the awesome new icons of Font Awesome Five, um, which I guess we can kind of segue into a little bit, right? Uh, so um, Font Awesome. I know a lot of us on our websites use Font Awesome Four, and um, you know, it's been great for years, right? Um, you know, a lot of stacks uh, leverage Font Awesome already for us. A lot of themes use it. So it's really great. Um, and version five was released this year. Um, so there, there is a free tier and a paid pro tier, right? So um, just um, so the free tier obviously has um, less icons. The pro tier gets you different styles of all the icons and then even more additional icons. So like there's a light version of every single icon. And, um, and I think it's like, I think it's 60 bucks for the pro version. Um, so if you want to use, um, the pro version, you pay 60 bucks and then you can use that on your commercial site or your commercial products and all that jazz. Um, and I know a lot of you are really wanting to use Font Awesome 5 in a lot of your Rapweaver projects. And um, it's a really tough nut to crack since a lot of us have been using Font Awesome 4 for so long. So I know that we're us developers are working behind the scenes on on making that happen for you. Um, so hopefully, I don't know when, I don't have any sort of timeline, but I know we are actively working on a solution so that all of us can migrate from Font Awesome 4 over to Font Awesome 5 um, so you can use all those great new icons. Yeah, I can't wait. I definitely love love Font Awesome Five. I purchased tonight the um, Kickstarter way back, and it was a Kickstarter. I just haven't had a way to use it in a project yet. So yeah, I'm trying to, trying yeah. To get it I I purchased it. Uh, I purchased a theme license um, for uh, in the Kickstarter, and um, it wasn't cheap. I think it was like six hundred bucks, um, which you can't even buy that any longer. Um, and that allows me to actually ship Pro. Um, with my theme. Um, so I'm going to be doing that with my next uh, iteration of the Font Awesome stacks. So um, that'll be a feature of my next Font Awesome uh, or my next foundation, sorry, um, product. My next foundation update will will support Font Awesome Pro and uh, any site that you build with foundation, will you'll be able to be allowed to use uh, Font Awesome Pro for, for free. 
because uh, I paid for the wow. license for that. Wow, nice. Yeah. That's crazy that they dropped support for that. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure quite why they did, but I'm glad I got a license while it was available. Yeah, so, yeah. probably because probably because it was too good of a deal. <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah. I mean, now, like with the commercial, um, I mean, if you buy Pro now, you can use the icons in your product, but you can't like ship all of them with your product. If that makes sense, right? But with the license that I have, I can ship actually ship Font Awesome with the product so that users can actually, you know, pick and choose whatever um, icon they want. So again, it, it w- wasn't cheap, but it was definitely something that I thought would be great for users for foundation. So I'm excited to uh, get that going, uh, hopefully by the end of this year or early next year or something around there. Nice. Nice. Can't wait. Cool. Well, that, I think that wraps up this episode, guys. Um, we are, remember, our next episode, we're, we got more image stuff coming, uh, a lot to talk about. So uh, without further ado, uh, Greg, where can people find you at? At Chili Dog Host, at Barchard, on, at Barchard and at Chili Dog Host on Twitter. Feedback at WeaverRadio.com and Chili Dog Software. You know, the, you know, I know it's a lot of places, but I'm, I'm everywhere. Sweet. <laughs> Yep, I am at Joe Workman pretty much everywhere. You can check me out on Weavers Space, www.weavers.space. And um, if you want to check out any of our archives of this podcast, head over to weaverradio.com. Go up to the archive menu and you can watch or listen to um, all of our past episodes if you haven't. So you can catch up. Make sure you check out episode four if you didn't listen to that one about all of our recommended Mac apps. We talk a lot about images on there. Um, If you are enjoying this show, make sure you go onto iTunes and leave a review. Uh, Let people know that you're enjoying this. It helps us get more recognized and people to hear us so that we can help and reach more people. So without further ado, thank you very much, everyone. We will see you next week. Bye. Until next time. Until next time.